Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. We're continuing this series, Lessons from the Kids' Table, tonight, uh, spending a few weeks looking back at uh, some of the lessons that we learned at the kids' table and maybe reminding ourselves of some of those things that we've forgotten. Uh, Last week, we talked about getting along. Uh, You remember we talked uh, about uh, that that great phrase that's been attributed to Augustine and Wesley, uh, which is, uh, in the essentials, unity, and non-essentials, liberty, and in all things, love. And and we talked about being those people who are united in in the really essential things of our faith, who offer liberty in in the many non-essential things that our world wants us to fight about, and who, in all things, always love. Uh, Tonight... Uh, we're we're going to be on a new topic, another lesson we learned, uh, but I want to see if y'all can guess what we're going to be talking about based on this short clip. Let's watch. Uh, Any guesses? Sharing. Nailed it. Uh, That's our topic for tonight. This is one of those quintessential lessons that we learned uh, at literally the kid's table, uh, how to share. Uh, Now, I think the little guy in the middle probably hasn't spent a whole lot of time learning yet about uh, how to share. You notice that when uh, the friend he's been taunting with the popsicle finally gets a taste, he gets mad. He's, He's upset. That kid is also one of the most emotive children of all time. Uh, but, but he doesn't want to have to share. And as much as, as we may not like to admit it, adults are not that different. We don't always want to share what we have. We don't always uh, want to share and sacrifice for others. But we also, I think everybody in this room would agree that we know as followers of Christ, we have to. This has to be a priority in our life. We have to share. This is a huge part of our calling That's what the author of Hebrews believed. We're going to be reading from the very last chapter of the epistle to the Hebrews tonight. I want to tell you a little bit about this book because it's a fantastic, very interesting book of our Bible. Um, We don't know who wrote Hebrews. Uh, For for a long time in the early church, it was attributed to Paul. Uh, But modern scholarship seems to indicate uh, that it probably wasn't him. And Hebrews never actually names who's writing it. And so whoever composed Hebrews, what we do know is that it is widely considered to be a masterpiece. The writing is, is very polished, uh, and, and the content, of course, is brilliant. Because it serves as this beautiful bridge between the Old Testament world of covenants and, um, and sacrifices, and the New Testament world where Christ is the fulfillment of the covenant, the great all-encompassing sacrifice for the world. And so that's what Hebrews is all about. That's what the author gets at throughout this book. Because at the time, there were Jewish Christians, uh, most likely uh, in in the churches in Rome or or Jerusalem, and they were starting to return to Judaism. 
because they were afraid. They were afraid of, of all the persecution that they were facing. Things had gotten hard. And so the author of Hebrews uh, urges them to keep the faith. He urges them not to return to their old ways of religion, to the laws and, and the ritual sacrifices and the purity code. And then at the very end of this letter, he gives this, in, this instruction. This is how it closes. Let's read. This is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 and 16. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of the lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Hebrews says, do good and share what you have. Share because your sacrifices please God. I love what, what the writer of Hebrews does here. Uh, they, they, they use the language of sacrifice. You're still going to have to sacrifice, but now it's in a new way. They want these Jewish Christians to know that they don't need to return to their old ways, uh, to the days of animal sacrifices, because the sacrifices that Jesus now calls them to are different. They're called to sacrifice to share their lives to sacrifice and to share what they have, to sacrifice and to share their praise to God. And you know what? The same is true for us today. We are called to heed this lesson that we learned at the kids' table, to share what we have, because Jesus requires it. In the Old Testament, they sacrificed animals. They, they would sacrifice these burnt offerings to God until there was nothing left. But today our offerings look a little different. And so that's what I want us to focus on tonight. What are the things that we are called to be sharing today? And first off, probably the most obvious one is that we're called to share our stuff. The idea of being generous uh, with your possessions is throughout scripture. Um, Jesus was pretty straightforward about this. In Matthew 10, he says, you received without payment, now go give without payment. And earlier on in Matthew, during his Sermon on the Mount, he's preaching to this crowd and he says, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Moth and rust can consume and thieves can break in and steal. Store up for yourself instead treasures of heaven. He wanted us to share. He wanted us to share our stuff because you know what? It's just stuff. And our treasure isn't found in our stuff. And yet we spend so much of our time, so much of our energy, so much of our lives accumulating stuff. You know, I know I used uh, uh, the, the video of, of those kids with the popsicle as uh, a bad example, but in actuality, I, I kind of think kids are better about sharing their stuff uh, than maybe we are sometimes. For instance, uh, we have a guy who plays guitar in the hallway uh, on Sunday mornings. Uh, he's been doing this for a year or so. Uh, maybe you've seen him. He hangs out in between uh, the sanctuary and the coffee shop back here, and he just kind of plays around on his guitar, plays some worship songs, adds a, a cool ambiance in, in the morning while people are heading to worship. Well, he was playing uh, in the hallway on Easter this year. And all these people were, were packed, shuffling through the hallways, trying to make their way to service. 
Well, he eventually finished up and, and all the services were over and he, he, he went to, to leave. And he looked down in his guitar case and he saw something sitting in it. Uh, it was a bundle of Bible bucks. Now, if you have a little kid uh, that, that has been in WC Kids here at White's Chapel, you probably know what a Bible buck is. Uh, if you don't, let me tell you what they are. Our children's ministry uh, gives these out to kids for a variety of things. So you get one for coming to church. You get one for bringing your Bible. You get one if you uh, bring a friend to church. Anyways, uh, you can ask any of our kids. These things are a precious commodity. Uh, you, you don't play around with Bible bucks. Because if you can get enough Bible bucks, you can go shop in the bounty booth. Uh, at the end of our children's hallway, we have this glass case. And in it, there are all sorts of, of toys and candy and, and prizes. And so kids will save up their Bible bucks for weeks or sometimes months. I mean, I've heard of kids that, that save them for, for almost a year to get this one thing that they want. Uh, this is a big deal. Bible bucks are, are, are like gold. And yet on Easter, some little kid left a handful of their hard-earned Bible bucks in this stranger's guitar case. And I love that. As soon as I heard that story, I knew it was going to make it into a sermon. <laughs> I love that heart. I want that heart. I want to be like that. Because whatever child left those Bible bucks, they didn't do it for recognition. They didn't do it for attention. They did it just because they wanted to. They wanted to share their stuff. They wanted to sacrifice what they had so that this guitar guy could maybe go get a remote control car. <laughs> they wanted to give, to share with someone they didn't even know. And you know what, in doing so, that little kid set an example for all of us. Because it's exactly what we're called to do too. We're called to offer the things that we have, to share the blessings we've been given. And you know what, I, I will say, I think in so many ways we do a great job of that here. Um, Y'all may have seen the angel trees are now set up. And I'll tell you, I see this every year with those angel trees. They are stripped bare every single year. There are never any left. And, and you know what I love about that? It reflects the same heart uh, of that child who left their Bible books. Because if you go get an angel, you're not going to get any recognition and you're not going to get any attention, and, and those kids that, that open your gifts, they're never going to know they were from you. It's a real sacrifice. It's real sharing. It's living into the lesson that we learned at the kids' table, the lesson that the author of Hebrews was trying to explain in this letter, that we're called to be a sacrificial people. Still, we still sacrifice. It just looks a little different. Instead of animals on an altar, it's Bible bucks or actual bucks. Today, we're called to share our stuff. And we're also called to share our skills. So often when we talk about sharing or when we think about sharing, uh, we reduce it to, to just possessions or just money. Uh, and that's true. We are called to be generous with those things. There's no doubt about it. But sharing also goes deeper than that. Real faithfulness calls us to share more than that. Because stuff is not all God has given us. He's also given us knowledge. 
and talents and abilities and skills. And we're meant to to offer those things up to him and to others. We're meant to share those things just as much. Paul writes about this in in 1 Corinthians 12. You probably remember the scripture. He's, He's writing about the body of Christ. And he talks about how all of our differences are beautiful and how they complement each other. That it's good that every person isn't a hand or a foot. That we need a variety. We need people who are eyes and ears and mouths and hands and feet and knees and elbows. Because when the whole body gets together and shares all of our unique skills, shares our unique gifts, we enrich one another. And we enrich the kingdom of God. See, it's just as important that we share what we do as it is that we share what we own. I saw a wonderful example uh, of this being lifted up this week. Uh, South Lake's mayor, John Huffman, has a YouTube series called uh, Minute with the Mayor, where he features something of interest from the community. And and I want to show you what he highlighted this week. This is from November 7th, so like earlier this week. Uh, let's, Let's watch. Hey everybody, it's Mayor John Huffman and welcome to this week's Minute with the Mayor. And this week I'm talking to three gentlemen who started a very, very cool community service group that you guys need to know about. So I'm joined by Sam, Peyton, and Max who started Dragons Helping Seniors. It's a really, really cool group that you guys can learn more about. So Sam, tell us more about what you guys are doing in the community and and how you got this whole thing started. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, Yeah, so us three, uh, we were friends and when we were looking for service opportunities, uh, we decided to create our own thing, uh, and we wanted to do something that we were interested in, but would also help the city and the community. Um, so Dragons Helping Seniors is an organization where we go and pair up with the seniors and help them on a one-on-one basis so that we can actually teach them and help them adapt in the new, changing technological world. Okay, so that's really cool. So you guys are helping seniors adapt to technology uh, as it changes because it's really hard to keep up with, right? Yes, sir. So um, about every Wednesday, we're here at White's Chapel. We're helping seniors to fix their phones, their iPads, their Androids, their laptops, um, any technology you can imagine, we've probably helped them with. And it's really just been a great experience for all of us involved. So I think it's really awesome that you guys decided to get involved in this way. You saw a need and a gap in what was happening and you decided to fill it with your own organization. I think that's super cool. So what has been the most rewarding part of this whole thing? Thank you so much, Mayor. There's so many rewarding parts of this, but uh, getting able to be so close with the seniors and uh, connect with them is really uh, unique. I think one of my coolest things is just being able to hear their life stories while I'm helping them with their technology and just hear about everything they've accomplished in their life. That's great. Well, and you're helping them, they're helping you. It really seems like an amazing opportunity for everyone. So you guys, if you have a technology need or know of someone who does, please find Dragons Helping Seniors at their Facebook profile or their email addresses on the screen. Uh, And please come out and see them. I know these gentlemen will be happy to help you with whatever you need. And we, again, thank you guys for being involved in the community. You're really changing people's lives, which is really cool. So that's all for this week's Minute with the Mayor. We'll see you next week. That, that video was filmed like 10 feet behind the foundry. Uh, and those three young men are all White's Chapel kids. Every Wednesday night, they set up uh, right in front of the entrance over here, uh, right when Wednesday night dinner, when the crowd is coming in, and they offer what they have. They offer their skills to anyone who might need it. 
And I think this is incredibly admirable. They dreamt up this ministry and they executed it because they wanted to share. And they're teenagers, so they probably didn't have a lot of possessions or, or money to offer. So they figured out what they did have. And what they did have was a technological literacy that a lot of us don't. I can tell you, I have been tempted many times to sit down with them. I'm probably the only millennial who has no idea how to use my phone. Um, but yet again, yet again, the kids' table sets an example for all of us. And it begs all of us some important questions. Like, what are the skills that you have that you can share? What are you good at? And how can you use that knowledge, that expertise to benefit your neighbor and to benefit the kingdom? Because I know every single person in this room has things. Some of us are hands, and some of us are feet, and some of us are eyes and elbows and knees. And we work together, but we have to be willing to share our skills. And when we do, we can make an impact. We can start a ministry. This is one of the things that's so important about having the church. This is one of the things that's great about uh, White's Chapel. We have the ability to facilitate things like this. If, if the church can do it for these students, I want all of us to know tonight that they can do it for you too. If you have something that you're passionate about or, or a need that you see, that you have the skills to help address, use your church, use this place to do it because that's what we're called to. This is always what God's people have been called to. We may not sacrifice animals anymore, but we're still called to sacrifice, to share our God-given skills with the world. We're called to share our stuff, and we're called to share our skills, and lastly, we're called to share our story. Um, I think of all the things that we're talking about tonight, of all uh, the things that we share, this is probably the most intimidating. This is probably the one that you're, you're going to want to tune out for uh, because it's the most intimate. It's the one we try and avoid. We say, look, I'll, I will share my stuff. I will share my time. I'll share my skills. Just don't make me talk to somebody. <laughs> don't make me have to tell my story. Again, it's, it's, it's an intimate thing that we share with the world, our stories, our testimonies, our understanding of who God is. But you know what? We have to share it. Because good news is meant to be shared. We can't keep it to ourselves. We can't hide it. You know, I love that video we just watched because the sharing actually went two ways. That last kid, Max, he mentioned that his favorite part of this ministry that they started was getting to hear the stories from the people he's helping. Getting to know them. Getting to have that relationship to hear about the things they've done throughout their lives. Sharing our story is so important. It's so important that we're willing to, to share our lives with people, to share our, our faith, what we believe, what we've experienced, how God has moved in our lives. Uh, you know, I was thinking about the, uh, this all week, and, and I realized that now I have a responsibility to do this with my daughter. My wife and I are about to have a baby, and, and of course, I'm going to have to share everything with this little girl, my, my stuff, my money, my space, my time, uh, my energy. Uh, but also, one of the things that I have to share now is my story. 
Every night for, for the last several months, I, I've been praying for this little girl. Same prayer before I go to bed. Lord, may she be happy, may she be healthy, and may she know you. Praying that she'll know the Lord. And as I was writing this sermon this week, I realized that that's my responsibility. Because I want her to know Jesus. And so that means that I'm going to have to, to tell her about Jesus and, and I'm gonna have to rely on the church to teach her about Jesus. But more than anything, I'm gonna have to tell her about what Jesus has done in my life. Why I choose to follow him. Why I have destined or maybe doomed her to, to the life of being a pastor's kid. I've gotta do that. I've gotta share my story, my life, because so many people did it for me. My parents and my grandparents and my uncles and aunts and my friends and church members. And with every single story that's been shared with me, I've gotten to see a different aspect of God's character, of his goodness and his grace and his love. And that's why this is important, because it's powerful. Whether you believe it or not, whether you know it or not, there is massive power in your story. It can show people God. That's why we've got to be willing to share it, to tell the world what he's done, to tell the world what he's shared, what he's sacrificed for us, which is everything. Jesus shared, Jesus sacrificed everything for us. He gave his life for us, he hung on a cross for us. He defeated death and rose for us. And the world needs to know it. So we've got to go. We've got to go and share our stuff. We've got to go and share our skills. We've got to go and share our stories. Let's not let this lesson that we learned at the kids' table be just a lesson learned. It needs to be a lesson lived. Hallelujah. Amen. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, help us to be a people who share. Lord, it sounds like such a simple virtue, such a simple thing to do, but it's not. Lord, we have a tendency to cling to things, things that don't matter. And so, Lord, give us the confidence Guide us to take the next step in whatever it is we need to share, whatever it is we have, if it's, if it's stuff, if it's possessions, if it's money, if it's our skills, if it's our time. Or Lord, even if it's our story, even if it's, it's talking to someone and saying, this is, this is how I've seen you. Lord, we want people to know about you. We want people to know how good you are, all the amazing things you've done. And so help us to share. We love you. We pray all of this in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.